0: Zealand Rugby's organised a crisis meeting with uh, Stephen Larkin. Sit back, relax, put your belt on, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the 15th episode of the Draft Rugby Podcast, where we discuss fantasy, super rugby, the game they play online in heaven. I'm your host, Kargi, and joining me this week, I have the Dale boys, uh, who faced off in a heated fantasy battle this week. Harry, how are you, and
1: how did your team shape up this weekend? Uh, man, I'm very good. Uh, I, they shaped up exactly how I expect them to, that is... What? They all outperformed. Heaps of them outperformed what they've been getting all year. Thanks for interjecting there, Nels. What I mean is uh, that was the top score of the week, <laughs> where I belong. Shit I'm back score. in uh, first place on the table, and I'm 4-0 and against the my fellow draft comrades here. So it's been good. It's a good week. I was going to get to that. Uh, all right, but Nelson, how are you,
0: mate? Uh, can you... Can you start us off with at least maybe just just three or four excuses on behalf
2: of your fantasy team? Now, nah, look, uh, I, this week was always going to be tough for me. Uh, no Alamala getting pulled out. McCaffrey getting pulled out. No uh, Rico Yuani No, sorry, I had Rico Yuani No Sibu Reese. No Breden um Jean-Luc not being named to start. There's a there's a lot of talented players there who, who have uh, been missing for me this week. And I think that was just a bit too much.
0: Excellent. We'll stop it there at three or four excuses. Um, that's it. Um, okay. Now, as Harry alluded to already, couldn't help himself, he is now 2-0 against both of us in 2019. What? what? But uh, I believe we both Nelson and I do have one more fixture against Harry to uh, we try do. and redeem ourselves. We do. So, so hopefully no, we'll the both take those. We'll,
1: we'll, the last two
0: rounds of the season, Let's actually. Circle those on the calendar, I think. So. Yeah. The all-important ones. Pull
2: stops. That's it. I guess
0: that will be whether Nelson's uh, the spoon or not. Those two rounds, um, mate.
2: It's not even close.
0: <laughs> not even close. You'll find a way, mate. Don't worry,
2: mate. You won't make top four. I'm calling it right now.
0: All right, we'll see. Um, all right, getting the plugs out of the way. Check out the website draftruby dot com for all our articles and content. You guys know the articles by now. Um, I actually am lucky. The boys didn't uh, didn't even pull pull me up on it, but. Uh, I just didn't find the time to post the round review last week, so they didn't even notice.
2: Um, which is... We're busy doing more than you, mate. <laughs>
0: um, but no, that was, that was poor form from me, so I'll definitely get, get it done this week. Um, but otherwise, we've been pretty good. We're getting most of the articles out each week. Yeah, that, um, some, some good um, feature articles out as well.
2: That feature article you boys were talking about, I had to actually finish at 2am in the middle Excellent. of a country town with no internet, mate. It was very it's... tough
0: some good dedication and there's yeah. been some great graphics as well Nelson did a couple of um, uh,
1: leading fantasy stats mm.
2: um, which was really good So uh,
0: basically
1: Samuel Karevi's leading everything except yeah. for run meters which is Melanie and I and Karevi's still like fourth in that
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> go Karevi team Karevi um, yeah. alright on the socials we are at Draft Rugby you'll find us uh, on Twitter on Facebook Instagram and that's it for now I suppose um, alright getting into the tonight's menu for, yes. uh, for entree We'll be serving up a review of Fantasy Super Rugby Round 10. For main course, we're going to look at what to expect in Round 11. And for dessert, we are going to give... Um, we're going to take a look at who do we think will be the top two players in each position from here until the end of the season. So not taking into account what's already been, but from yep. here to the end of the season. And also just two...
1: two uh, we're going to look at... Two players rising in each position. So yeah. who we think will will become who basically a do you want to trade in while they're before they're about to skyrocket in value? Yep, exactly.
0: And um, all right, with that, let's get stuck into our entree. Uh, in round ten of Super Rugby, um, we had buys for the Crusaders, the Jaguares, and the Bulls. Um, and I think uh, we've just got a little note here. In general, it was a pretty crap round for uh, for fantasy managers. It was yep.
2: pretty short. It was pretty pretty shit. Harry got a top top score, but it was a shit top score.
0: That's it. Low scores. Low S- scores. point win made. Just four, four like, eighty eight. Eh? That's pathetic. That. <laughs> no, low scores all around. I think um, for fantasy managers this week. Yeah. Uh, not many
1: bonus points out there. But no. um,
0: some, 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 some for some. Uh, so <laughs> uh, yeah, Harry, do you want to take us into the first game?
1: I'd love to. This one was a big upset, actually. The, the Chiefs taken on the Lions at home, and the Lions got up 17-23. to 23. Um, they, score, they actually conceded three tries and only scored two, so the Chiefs outscored them there, but uh, managed to get the job done off a massive, massive first half. Uh, randomly, both Malcolm Marks and Elton Yanchi started. Elton Yanchis in the 12 jersey when they were both named to be on the bench. So they talked through the week that maybe Yanchis was going to get a run on 12, but we expected later on. And apparently now the starting lineup you put up doesn't even matter. That's so it. not only do uh. managers have to worry about rest weeks for what's coming up, all the injuries and the three-team buys, but now teams apparently... Just we're just going to play whoever they feel on the change day change it really, really exactly. yeah, so how exactly. are
0: you supposed to prepare as a super rugby team for another team you know they just put a fake team list up and then yeah. change it all last week
1: so I, there, there could be one reason for this and it could be that Swiss de Bruyne flew home uh, because of some health issues which I'll go into in the preview later um, and maybe the new coach came in and just had other ideas and whatever it was made they uh, it, it was I
0: want a higher winning percentage on my coaching <laughs> that's <regularly>. right <laughs>
1: So returning in this one, you had Warren Whiteley back from his pec injury, got flown over for this game. Quagga Smith started with his groin, coming back from his groin injury, and and Robbie Cotier coming back from a hip injury. This is his first game since round one as well. Um, Jack Debreceni was coming back from a concussion. Artu Molly elbow injury and missed the entire season he came back on the bench michael allardyce back from a back injury mitch brown on the bench from his injury and liam polwert, polwert first game of the season after concussion in the preseason so a lot of new faces back in for this one mm. um on the flip side jack deb didn't last long ended up getting stretched it off i think it was just a concussion they've, they've confirmed it was nothing serious but looked pretty bad at the time no luck for him no, not Every at season, all. Yeah. No, uh, he, not the last few seasons. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. yeah. And uh, Jenny, Gianni Lombard put a big step on and went down holding his knee. And and I mean, I would put my house on the fact that he's done his ACL.
2: I think it would be... So um, he'll be gone for the season. It would be remiss of us not to mention Alamalo as well, pulling up tight. Um, in training. They said he was probably good for the weekend, but they gave him the extra time rest.
0: I just wanted to make sure he wasn't available for your fantasy team. Pretty much. That's pretty much it. it. Yeah, yeah. good
1: for me. Uh, So the Lions absolutely dominated the scrums in this one. Um, I think the Chiefs, they only lost a couple of their six, but they were just getting pushed the entire time. Um, And, you know, I don't think that even reflects how bad it was. The, The Chiefs just could not match them there. Um, especially with a, a young scrum, uh, a young prop Carlos Sardi, who also scored a try, just looked very dominant. So he's a really big prospect, mm. um, and that was a big reason, or one of the reasons, why the Lions <clears throat> went up twenty nil. At halftime, the game was all but over. In Hamilton, that's right, a massive, massive half Crazy. from there, and they didn't put much on the second half. The Chiefs kind of came back at them, but it was just massive from the from the first half from the Lions. Then you had Lalala had in the fantasy game of his life, yeah, boy, uh, as well, and uh, scored a try I think as well, didn't he? Uh, and yes. made a line, but did did yeah. everything. Um, and then mate, there was just this back and forth without the kicks that were just atrocious, right? Like they just were kicking mm. completely aimlessly. And normally going into someone's hands every single time and not even for a lot of distance. We said
0: it was, a, it was about a year three forcings back game. Mm. Yeah, not atrocious. Mm.
1: Clean breaks in this one, the chiefs went up 15-3, but obviously couldn't dominate with that, and their offloads were 15 to 5. Meanwhile, your fantasy man of the match was Brad Weber and Sean Wainui on 55 points each. Crazy. Weber had barely any runs, but had a try assist, three tackle busts, a clean break and an offload, and a whole 10 tackles. Wainui only had six runs, but managed 85 metres, one try, three clean breaks, five tackle busts as well. Big scores from Marks on 52, Jacobson 48, Carl Brink on 47, Nankerville and Laulala both on 45.
0: Very good. All right, well, that brings us to the next game, the Wolves 23, going down to the Hurricanes 29 in Tokyo. Um, and I think, you know, we just talked about the Lions Chiefs being the old classic game of two halves. This uh, this very much followed suit. I think uh, the end of the first half, it was 23-7 to the Sunwolves. It was all the dogs. Yeah, Ooh, that,
2: and that's just crazy if you flick on the TV and you're seeing that at around half time against mm, the Canes.
0: Exactly, and then, uh, yeah, so that... That uh, basically meant it was twenty-two zip to the Hurricanes in the second. Um, returning in this one, Raboni Warren Vuesato. Um He came back from a rib injury and uh, not didn't play where anyone expected him to. He, he was listed to start at inside centre, uh, formerly having played black, uh, formerly having played back row.
1: Um, Six and eight, yeah, yeah,
2: this whole season. It's just absurd. It's not like he was playing there before he got picked up in Super Rugby or anything as well. Like it's, It must have been a long way back if, if he's played there.
1: They it, they mentioned
2: that he'd played there a little bit for
1: Southern Districts, I think. N- I, I had never seen that.
2: him ever playing there for Southern Districts, unless it was like mm. his first year in Colts or something.
1: Yeah, I don't know. They did actually say
0: Colts. They said Colts at Southern yeah. Districts. So, yeah. Which doesn't mean much. No. No. Um, I think they're just trying to do anything to fill that hole that has been left by Michael Little. They're just, they're well, they just thought it, the he
2: would level. he would defend well in that channel. He was just there to stop Lamar here, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was yeah, right. a pretty rip
0: a line break and he did do a good job of tackling Lamar for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he was back. James Marshall was back from a dislocated shoulder and Billy Croft back from a shoulder injury as well, but he didn't take the field. Um, injuries in this one Blam He was kind of Blame. Limping on an ankle or He kind of came off with a, It looked like a tight calf They were trying to stretch it out hmm. We couldn't quite work it Stimishes out managed yeah.
1: to Bolt and score a try though. <laughs> I
0: was going to say He was limping And then suddenly just ran As fast as he could And then he was limping again I'm not sure what the deal was um, And Jamie Booth Also limping
2: Can I... I think Blam had a similar sort of incident last match as well, where he, he, he seemed did. to hurt his hurt his calf or, or something and struggled, but then ended up running it off as well.
0: Yeah, well, hopefully um, he, they just keep um, <laughs> working him out because I can't afford to have him not play. But, um, yeah, um, anyway, I mean, it was interesting that Blam was injured because uh, Harry and I both had uh, the outside back for this one. I had Blam, Harry had Husson, and uh, the Hurricanes just didn't want to give them the ball, basically. Mm. They just... They couldn't seem to spread it out to the so west. So frustrating, and I was
1: expecting big games from both of them.
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely! And so they both did manage to bag a try, but they were both kind of through kicks. So um, they just didn't get any ball in hand, you know, which is what we wanted to see. Um, yeah. So the person who did really step up in this one, TJ Perenara, he absolutely carried the team uh, and just took over as playmaker because uh, Bowden Barrett was being rested for this one. So was sorry, I should also mention. So it was Geordie Barrett. Um, yeah, TJ was just immense. Like one try, I don't know how many, but he well, actually probably got the stats here. He had eleven runs, eighty meters, um, couple clean, three line breaks, five tackle busts. You know, he was just into everything. It's huge. Um, so he was fantasy man of the match with eighty four points. Um, Samisi Masarawaiwa continues to defy us. Another Holy two try. <laughs> To be fair, someone picked him up in our league this week for, for, for the first oh,
2: time. I, I needed an outside back, and I was taking the piss going, I'm never picking him up, and then he killed it. You oh, would no. have won this week, I'm pretty sure, if you had him. What did he get? Oh, I no. It was 79. Yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> so he got 79 points, 11 runs, 150 metres, four line breaks. He was just, it was crazy. Um, and, yeah, look, rounding out the fantasy stats, we had um with 43 points, um, 72 metres, a couple of tackle busts, and, Two line breaks from him. Um, he he wasn't able to get as involved because, as we said, Raboni was well all over him. But um, yeah, this was it was an interesting game just because the stats were fairly even when it came down to it. But just the Hurricanes just took control in the second half. I mean, I mean, even the tackle success—you would thought the Sunwolves fell off more tackles, but it was still eighty-five percent to the Sunwolves to eighty-three percent of the Canes. Yeah, so, you know, wow. was, when you look at the stats, yeah. it doesn't make sense this one. But um, that's been the story of the Sunwolves. <clears throat>
2: All right, so the next one was the Sharks v. the Reds. And surprisingly, the Queensland Reds got this done 19 to
1: 14. Surprisingly being the key word. (laughs) Yeah. In
2: Durban. Yeah, I mean, Reds have been hot and cold. Every South African team has been hot and cold, but still, no one would have predicted this, especially in Durban. Except,
0: except maybe Nelson, considering he had five Reds in his team yeah. this week. I was just going to say, was it? Did, yeah, you must have. had I thought you were going to step up and take this credit as the, the super genius.
2: I can't. I didn't, I didn't say it beforehand. So, <laughs> but no, I did. I did pick a few interesting things. I. I you picked the, the, the Canes, though, right? That was I, the problem. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I took the Canes one to twelve and a few things like that. But mm. no, I didn't didn't see the Reds getting over them. This one, I thought they were going to be close. I, I had them with the line plus eight points, but no. mm. yeah, I, I didn't pick that. Um, returning was Marius Low after his head high band for for three weeks, mm. um, and Kosi he returned. Um, so
0: Low Low and um, Cobus Van White. Vibe? Like, yeah, yep. they look exactly the same. Dead Dyke. ringers with the man buns. No, Dyke is the Stormers player. Yeah, no, been Bikes, so yeah. yeah, sorry, very that's, confusing. That's cute. That good. wasn't, that wasn't helpful really yet. helpful. Thanks, man.
2: <laughs> um, so yeah, Mkosi was, he was it was agile as ever, and, and he looked really good. He oh. was hot and cold last year, but he looked good he this looked amazing I'm this sorry. week. Yeah. Um, a new injury was Jack Hardy who, who injured his knee. He actually looked pretty good um, in this one before that injury as well. Mm. Um, did uh, and Juan uh, Juan. Schumann. He also got an injury. He injured his knee um, throughout the match. Yeah, sure, um, yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, we were giving credit to Hardy, who, who he actually went searching for the ball, um, even though no one likes to give him the ball, as we've said <laughs> in previous weeks. Um, the Shor- sharks, the sharks, looked pretty rudderless. Um, and they spent all the game sort of just doing one-off hit-ups, um, and Bobby Dupree, their fly half. I mean, he's out of form, but he yeah. didn't even seem to get the board, let alone give them any direction. There was know, just nothing I, there.
0: I, I really wanted him this year. You drafted him just before me, yeah. so I was left with no fly half at the start, but uh, he was someone I really wanted this year. Do you want him? You're going to have him. No, I'm good now. He um, sucks. <laughs> yeah.
2: um, in terms of the stacks, the, the Sharks made more run meters, 543 to 398. Um, but the, the Reds made fourteen to six line breaks, twelve to three offloads. I mean Karevi made fourteen line <laughs> yeah, six yeah. line breaks. Twelve to six turnovers won. So I mean the sharks had more ball. The reds defended better and, and used the ball that they actually got throughout this one. Both lineouts were were pretty solid. Um, and although the stats don't back it up, but the red scrum actually looked quite dominant. They had a massive tight head win. Um, and young twenty year old Harry Hooper. This was the
0: game. Was this the one Federico Anselmi was refing? Because I thought he did a terrible job of refing the scrums. Like mm. he was. He wasn't. I thought the reds were perhaps the big yeah. team in there, and
2: they weren't getting the credit over Yeah, look, the, the scrums, a, a couple sort of went either way. But, um, yeah, look, Harry Hooper, mm. he, he's going to get a shout 20-year-old, he was very impressive. Um, and, and he looked, Love, was they so called. Cool. Yeah, and he's, he's someone to keep an eye out. He's not going to get many starts, but he has very good points per minute in terms of mm. a, a prop. Oh, what, did he get, what
1: did he get this week for you?
2: I think he got...
0: Thirty or thirty odd, or something 30,
2: like 30 that. Thirty. Yeah, yeah. no, um, no, I'm really impressed by him. The fantasy man of the match was who else but Samu Karavi getting sixty nine points. That's right, sixty nine yeah, points. Twenty three carries, um, <laughs> four offloads. And for the Sharks, Dan Dupree's got 58 points. Surely they can give a few of those to Jean-Luc, which they tried and said Jean-Luc got to try at the end, peeling off that scrum, but it was Dan. Harry was blowing up at those. Um, I was upset about that. Corsi ended up with 57 points with nine tackle busts. Yeah, he just looked least. Andre Esther got 51 points with 17 carries for the Reds. Chris, Chris feoal Tia got 53 points. Yeah. Bryce Haggerty got 52. And Tate McDermott got 51
0: points. What Tate McDermott? Golden Tate.
2: He's doing well, and he's just because he's a halfback that likes to run the ball and can find gaps, beat tackles.
0: Yeah, he's very
1: good. <clears throat> Highlanders Blues. Highlanders were dominant in this one. 24-12, to 12, I think it was, it was probably didn't even look that close, to be honest with you. Mm. Um, they also outscored them three tries to two. Um, returning for this one, you had both Luke Whitelock and Aaron Smith coming off the bench. Whitelock from his calf, Smith from his ankle. Um, Much and, earlier and, than expected. Yeah, it two or three weeks earlier than expected for him. Um, but both of them looked awesome. Um, and made, obviously made a very big difference bringing that kind of impact off the bench because they yep. were dominant in that second half. You mm. also had Sione Mapileo injured within the first 15 minutes, went down and had a lot of ice on his very large ankle <laughs> uh, on the sideline there very quickly. So not good news for him. And, and you know, if, if it's anything to go off, then he may well miss a few weeks. And good news for Ofa Tungo Fase, if, uh, if anyone's going to benefit. Yep. Who had a ripping he did. And I think he made something like fourteen tackles in his mm. 60, 65 minutes yeah. as well. So twenty eight points right. for a front row for a row. Can't complain with that. Mm. Yeah. Um, the blues scrum was really, really dominant in the first half. And then just very randomly in the second half, when they're on the line, the crew, the Highlanders dominated and yeah. got a penalty try out of it. This is
0: always happening with the Highlanders. Every week we talk about how they're like they're either going really poorly or really well. Like yeah. it's always swaps. I don't
1: know. there's a lot of teams at the moment that are doing that. Mm. It's it's strange. Really inconsistent, yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's the way that they're they're setting up the the scrums these days. Who knows? Mm. Um, but this, the scrum was an absolute shit fight in this. Like the ref was atrocious. Every single scrum they packed down, there would have been one or two resets. And I, I don't know if it was it was live, and I just found myself wanting them to put ads on. Like it was that bad. <laughs> Come <laughs> yeah. on, mate. Like, That's lost. rough. I love, how I, I love a scrum, but mate, as soon as it goes down, how many scrums have you been in?
2: I love watching a scrum. Yeah, so. You don't enjoy it as much as the, the real hard workers at this table. Also, no, when you're at the back of the scrum, mate, you know not yeah, really f- mate, mate, I've been hook- afraid, I was a
1: hooker mate, for years, then a lock. Yeah, but we don't have rugby. Anyway, <laughs> shit fight. Too many resets. They need to actually make a decision. The ref looked gun-shy, in my opinion. Um, first try of the game. Ma'a nonu. How good? Cuts them open, slides straight through, sees the, uh, the mismatch, and then throws the long ball out. For uh, Big Sauce on the, on the wing, Peace. Peace. over. Cutting he lines red. left, right, and center. How bloody good is that sauce? Oh, I thought it was about Manonu. Manonu too. Thank you. Right, the two of them. The two <laughs> yeah. of them. Together. Yeah. Just so good. <laughs> it's a shame that the Blues have a bye this week. We won't get I to know. see it. It's devastating. They're exciting. Yeah. Um, anyway, the, the Blues scored another one late, but really the Highlanders took control from there. And the Highlanders' uh, malls, uh, Ruck, sorry, was just so dominant. They get so many penalties, they get so many turnovers. They really are the best rucking team in the competition. The only ones that you could argue uh, are up there with them is maybe the Crusaders because they just get such quick clean ball that the Highlanders' defensive ruck is awesome. I was going to talk, we'll talk about the preview, but just they've just got the hardest workers, Franklin, Hamopo, yeah, just Frisella,
0: they, they just yeah, that's they
1: are not the stars, the hard workers, the The possession and territory was really even in this one. The run metres the Blues had the the edge four eighty to three seven one. Same with defenders beaten twenty four to eighteen and clean breaks twelve to eight. So they kind of edged them there. But the turnovers one ended up 10-3 to 3 to the Highlanders. So that really reflects what we were saying as well. Um, in terms of fantasy stats, Malani Nanai, 62 no, no. points. Uh, 14 runs, 89 run metres a try, a clean break, four tackle busts and two offloads. I actually thought he was pretty quiet in this one and I was cheering when he scored that late try because I thought he wasn't <laughs> going to go that well, but... He, can just, he just manages to manufacture points. He's really back in top form and awesome to see him out score Rico, who had 53 no, points. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> From his 105 metres and four clean breaks on the wing as well.
2: I just want to quickly slot in there. How has he not been p- picked up by the Samoan side?
1: No idea. Jackson Homopo, 60 points, really came back into his own that's this his, week. It's his
2: first big score this week. Uh, first yep. start
1: for a long time. Mm. Frizzell, 58. The big sauce, 58. And Ma'an Nonu, seven tackle bust for his 49 points as well.
0: Excellent. Well, that brings us to the mm. Waratahs Rebels. Um, for mine, this was one of the less uh, exciting games of the weekend. Um,
1: we were here in Sydney but didn't go to the game because we're such great fans.
2: Mate, um, I wasn't in Sydney.
1: Mate, I'm not going out to that venue. SFS, I'm That's not true, interested. That's true, particularly mate. when you live about S- 10 C-G, minutes away.
2: So, yeah, you're so far away, Harry. <laughs> hey? Yeah. Far out. Um, anyway, in this one, it was
0: two tries apiece. The penalty goal is what did it, 23-20 to 20 to the Tars. Um, and, you know, God, we are getting tired of saying the old game of two halves, but it was another case of it, you know. It was all Rebels the first half, and the Waratahs just obviously got a good yelling at half time in the locker room and came out and absolutely gave it to them. A bit, yep. bit of luck went their way, for, for sure. But um, that's footy. Yeah, but it was all TARS. I think it was about 61 62% possession to the Rebel in the first half, and vice versa in the second for the TARS. Um, returning Curtis Rona, uh, the what is it? The enigma that is Curtis Rona that seems to kind of be in and then out of the teams and injured, not really injured, um, in the last couple so of much. weeks. Yeah. So, so he came back from the bench, uh, and he was coming back from a groin strain that seemed to they kept being on the precautious side with that. Mm. Um, he got on pretty early in the second um, I just remember because I was playing this week so I was paying attention to that um, he got on I think before the 50th so didn't get any ball though but but good thing he did get on and then do nothing good thing for me so um, anyway Ryan is back Jack Maddox um, he was returning from a Patella tendon. Harry just... Oh, come out. on, mate. Tendonopathy. Nah, this is what we we're saying. Tendin- that, that no, o- he just can't get the word in. That overload <laughs>
1: issue of the, the tendon around the front of his knee there. So basically the more running, jumping, tackling he does, the more he stresses that, and at some point he's going to need to give it a bit of a break. But they'll probably just manage it for the season. Excellent. So he was back.
0: Matty Phillip back. I'm not going to read that at all. Uh, what well, that type of injury. Uh, it was a heel. <laughs> it was, tear, a, it was, was it? a foot thing, mate, all right? Um, it was Nelson's type of thing of flash and uh, Jordan Ullisi is still a month away as of 2nd of April
2: yep so let's give him a couple more at least another week a couple exactly. more weeks
0: sometimes yep. when you just read something flat out don't have time to think about it um, so yes um, as we said going to two halves what were the notable things out of this one I think both teams so both teams really wanted to win this because this is kind of the battle for the Australian Conference so they really came out a lot of line speed um, and a lot of play just through the forwards. They were looking at what is the, how can we minimise mistakes we can make as Australian teams? And that's generally by just passing it and having any ball skills. So let's just keep it in tight and, um, and really try and out muscle each other well I, I, th-
1: I think everyone's probably going to take note from when the Storm was picked apart the Rebels with that high line speed as well so that was always going to be the TARS game plan coming in interesting the, the Rebels have been doing it to an extent all season as well so it ended up just being a defense off really mm, absolutely um, the the narrative of this one um was of course uh, the battle for the 10 jersey as well
0: uh, Bernard Foley versus Quade Cooper Yep um, I think they both played well Everyone's putting it down to that one crucial moment Where uh, there was a line out overthrow And uh, and they oh. were both running yeah. for the ball Foley got it and ran the 50 for a try Yeah it looked I don't a think big, that really... big play but I don't think that really reflected how the game was controlled mm. No absolutely not For my own moment of the match Campbell Magnate absolutely smashing Carmichael Hunt uh, <laughs> Put him on his ass. Um, it was huge Ben's, It was right? massive mm. Um, other notables were really just Genya having an absolute cracker of a game He absolutely tore it to shreds Alright so fantasy In terms of fantasy stats um, AAC 59 points The amount of the match
2: Biggest match for him in Turning year. back the
0: clock Yeah he looked Huge. great He was into everything So he had four line breaks uh, A couple of tackle busts. Just really made the most of his ball uh, The little ball he got uh, David Fitzpatrick 51 points as we've always said, not exciting but consistent. Yep. Uh, Willie Ganya, 47, Foley 47, and
2: HGH! HGH! With, HGH! With,
0: <laughs> with, with 40 points. Um, and that about do us for that mm-hmm. one.
2: Yeah, so the next match was another Aussie win in South Africa. Good to be able to talk about two of those. Stormers going down 17 19 to the Brumbies. Um, this was a match. Purely based on the defence of the Brumbies. Um, in terms of people that returned, Colisi returned off the bench um, from having a rest week. Peter Steph dutoit returned from his maternity—I mean paternity—leave. Um, he's both parents, I think, to this I was team. Say, if
0: anyone could have a child as well, it would
2: be a <laughs> Yeah, man, he—he's he, he you know. he the mother and father right. to this yeah, team. That's it. Um, new injuries were Sam Carter, who limped off at the 64th minute. Um, We don't really know what's going on there. Man Ray, who's been flown home after tearing his ACL. Lachlan McCaffrey, who they were trying to get back.
0: Tearing up his career because he's 39. Brutal. But fair.
2: (laughs) Um, Lachlan McCaffrey, they were hoping to be able to get right this week after aggravating his MCL, but he has been sent home, so so he won't feature this week. Yes, I was very much so. Um, the Brumbies came out firing and scored two tries I think it was the seventh minute and then the tenth minute mm. um, so in quick succession and then both teams seriously decided to shut up shop and they won't points for for a good chunk of time there um, the next points actually or the next try in this match one uh, was just at the the penalty try just before mm. half time mm. um, which they what were actually think? walking back through the tunnel um, half time was cool yeah Whistle-blown. And then the uh,
0: the home crown advantage, they put on the, the big screen the replay after replay. And yeah, so and called it
2: back, yeah. awarded a penalty try, um, and gave and Pulu, the card, yeah, yeah Pulu the yellow card, which just seems crazy when you've already caught half-time. I mean, yeah, I you think once you've caught half-time, that's half-time, but I've it never, is what it is. I've never
0: seen it. Like I've that.
2: never ever seen it. Yeah.
1: And they, well, I mean, imagine it was... If, like, if they had the opportunity to attack there, the Brumbies were halfway up the tunnel. They would have yeah. switched off mentally. It's pretty rough.
2: And what, would you let them take a quick tap if they were on the field? <laughs> no, nah, you can't wait for the <laughs> <laughs> Um yeah. Rory Arnold has his best performance of the season, and probably in recent memory. He was an absolute beast in that first half. Yeah. He set up that first try with his offload and scored the second after... Charging down that kick, getting it, doing a nice pirouette, I'd say, and (laughs) and scoring. But we were talking about it. He's he's over two metres tall. He's 208. You stick his arms on top of that. How high does a player have to kick off the back of a ruck there before he can charge it down? It's at least a two and a half metre clearance. Yeah, at least. At least. And and that's before jumping. Yeah, exactly. Before jumping. (laughs) Not (laughs) that he's going to get far off the ground, but it'll still add to it. (laughs) Um, but, yeah, he was terrorizing the rolling moor as well, single-handedly. Mm. Just swims through it. Somehow. Yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. He, he crawls through that. Um Liliafano had a pretty terrible performance in that second half. Mm. He cost the Brumbies a try and very nearly a, a second, which was saved by Henry Spate. Mm. Um, yeah, what, yeah, what ended up, I alluded to it before, was the Brumbies. It was their defense. Um, it was a, a brick wall on the night, um, and they made over-double the tackles. Um, f- for the team stats in attack, run metres went all the way of the home side, um, with the Stormers making 463 in comparison to the Brumbies' 172. They made 29 to nine tackle busts, nine to three line breaks in defence. Um, the the uh, um, Brumbies made 195 to 92 tackles. Crazy. Um, set piece. The Brumbies won five of seven scrums, 13 of 15 lineouts, and the Stormers lost nothing in their set piece. I
0: think important though they double
2: the tackles at the same
0: uh, tackle yep. success rate. Right yeah, now.
2: crazy. Mm. Um, fantasy man of the match was we talked about him, Rory Arnold with 74 points, 24 tackles, eight lineouts, a try, a try assist, and nine carries. For the Stormers, Herschel Yanties, who was touch and go leading up to this game to play with a bit of an injury, got 63 points, You're um, 7 tackle you, busts, you him, right? yeah. <laughs> Nambi got 50 points, and no other Brumbies got over that 50 point
1: mark. Excellent. Yeah. It was just pretty boring it was just, yeah, I mean, it was a defensive though, wasn't it? Yeah. Great to see the, great the defense. Great to see two Aussies get, get two yeah. wins. Great in, to see in that kind of
0: resolution from the Brumbies, you know, to commit to defending, you know, not just catering well, in.
2: I mean, that's a solid sign for the Reds and the Brumbies at mm. this moment. I mean, there's a fair bit of season left. Is this something we're going to continue to see, hopefully, because they've shown hints of it, but they haven't put it in week in, week out.
0: I think, put it this way, we're both about to get into the preview, and I think we'd both say that we don't expect the Reds and Brumbies to win next I agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, because of that. well,
2: I mean, the Reds definitely
0: not. Yeah. They've got yeah. to buy it. Right, that was good. I was testing on that one. Um, all right, main course. Uh, yep. Time for the main. Um, buys in round 11. That's
2: right. The round Rebels 11. and the Colours. The Blues and Reds.
0: Very good, yep. yes. So Rebels, Reds and Blues, just to be clear um, yep. on that one. Um, and <laughs> the first match of the week is the Crusaders and the Lions in Christchurch. How is that one going to look, Harry?
1: Uh, yeah, lines by a dozen. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> now, nah, so no dozen cards. cards. In all seriousness, Gianni Lombard, like we said, he's gone with an ACL injury, so he he won't be on the uh, the bench this time. But it shouldn't affect too much. Uh, I'm just scrambling to get my notes up to date as I just found an article literally two minutes ago yeah. about the Crusaders. So Scott Barrett and Matt Todd are both going to be rested for this one um they're expecting you
0: say that like it matters with the crusaders machine mm-hmm. yeah
1: um, it doesn't for the result but it manages that's to managers that's
0: right this is a fantasy yeah. podcast isn't it yeah. that's right it matters it to, to manage uh yeah i know Yeah, luke
1: romano <laughs> and uh billy harman are apparently the guys touted to take their spot so interestingly quentin strange won't be getting yet another start for them so Romano uh, an absolute weapon hasn't had many well, minutes well Romano even to had a
0: start this year I don't think he's started no he hasn't started no, this yeah. year no. they, they went with Quentin Strange all through the start of the yeah. season
1: yeah. Um, so good good for him not a massive fantasy player when he does start though Billy Harmon should get his uh, 30 point Todd average as well so yeah. that'll be good excellent um, also, they are expecting, they have confirmed, George Bridge coming back from his hamstring and knee and Cody Taylor coming back from his calf injury as well. So both are expected fit. So that's big, big news for fantasy managers and for the Crusaders alike.
0: Haven't they both been confirmed before?
1: No. Uh, they have not. Oh,
2: good. There you go. Well, you, so these are the
1: answers to the The questions.
2: more you know.
0: <laughs> these are the questions people want answers to.
1: <laughs> so the, the news that I touched on in the, the review was Swister has been flown home because his health has deteriorated apparently Mm. um now the one rumor that i saw in one of the articles which may not be true but this is what they're saying is apparently he's suffering from a quote nervous condition brought on by the lions quote being awful now that last quote was quoting myself (laughs) but the rest of it apparently very true no, but from the Lions, not playing very well. So he seems to be uh, struggling a little bit with that and has been sent home. So they've got a new coach, obviously. It's pretty crazy. That
0: sounds like a South African stitch-up type of article, Harry. Yeah, uh, they're taking uh, the piss out of him, sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> He's definitely gone home, man. Was he in the South African week. version of the Batuta Advocate, Harry? Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> Look it up if you haven't seen it. Um, same questions as always for the Crusaders lineups. Who will the, uh, the back three be? Will, be, will the rotation <laughs> continue? I get the feeling that they're going to roll... Pretty close to their first first choice lineup out for this one, obviously with the exceptions of Todd and Barrett. Just because why? Give uh, Crotty a rest. Havili, <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. Bring Ennall H- into 13. Havili at fullback, I would say. <laughs> Bridge will probably take his spot on the left wing, which leaves one more spot for the other three. So I, I think Will Jordan will hold that bench spot because he covers both positions, which means basically is it going to be Ennall or is it going to be Reese on one wing? Nelson, who's your pick? Both. <laughs> I, I, I think... I'm calling Crotty to be rested. Enor to go 13. I think in worst case scenario for me He's is
0: that Will Jordan gets dropped off the bench. They start Reese on the right wing and Enor goes to the bench That could happen. Because Enor can cover centre wing and Georgie Bridge can drop. Yeah, full that's back very wing. true. So I really hope that
1: doesn't because I will play Will Jordan off the bench every week.
0: Thanks, but, man. Uh, that's that's, that's hope another for possibility.
1: Me. The back three are going to be Kieran Reed. I was going to say who's going to play six because Todd will be at seven, but obviously Billy Harmon will be at seven. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to be out of Fetu Douglas or Jordan Tafua. I think Fetu Douglas is the first choice there at the moment, but Tafua has got a lot of history there, so they obviously won't brush past his name too
0: quickly. Anyone owning Douglas will be hoping. So he's still 47-point average, I think.
1: Yes, wow. he's, he's huge. Yeah, he is yeah. Massive. Pick him up if he's on the way up a before the team gets announced, because if you wait, he's not going to be there. No, no way. Um, for me, I'm expecting Cody Taylor. It'll be massive and I've named him later in our dessert as well. I just think he's gonna go large. He's scoring at 0.83 points per minute, which is he's the only the only player higher than that with that's played more than 80 minutes of footy is Severu Reese on 1.2, which is just stupidly high. <laughs> oh <But> yeah. <laughs> he's the second highest by country mile. The next down are Falau and Karevi at 0.71, Artie Sevilla 0.69, Malcolm March 0.65, mm-hmm. Cody Taylor is 0.8 Three. Yeah. I think he's, he's going to be played, huge. He's played dick all minutes, though. So. 240 minutes or something, man. He's played a fair bit. Wait, that's he's enough to, to measure it. Yeah, okay. All right,
0: I'll give it to
1: you. Um, so I, I think he's going to be massive. I'll be trying to pick him for whoever you can. Double trade whatever you got to do. Uh, other than that, the Crusaders have got the fourth most broken tackles, and the Lions miss the fourth most. So... Points galore for them there. Nice. Um, and I thought the Lions had tightened up with their senior lineup, but instead they only had a 79% tackle success last week when I went back and looked at it. So it's just going to be a, a, a walloping, I think, from there as well. Nice. Perfect. All right. Sun Wolves and the Highlanders. Um, still in
0: Tokyo, I believe, this one. Um, Yeah, injuries, Um, Maffalo, we talked about the very large ankle, I don't think we'll be seeing him, and Ben Smith is being rested, that's being confirmed, Um, they haven't yet announced the squad that has flown over to Japan, because they probably haven't flown over yet, but uh, with the public holiday weekend and all, but um, just keep an eye out, that will probably come out tomorrow, I'd say, Um, and I imagine that'll take a squad of only about 25 or 28 players, you know, so it'll be pretty obvious who's playing. Yeah. for mine, the Highlanders are just going to blitz the Moondogs. Um, we were just talking about how um, they just have those wor- that workman pack. You know, the, the key we've talked about time and time again with the Sunwolves is just beating them up front. Now, that's not just set pace. That is just beating them at the ruck and with your physicality. And that's just exactly what the Highlanders do. You know, with the likes of... Uh, they rest. The, Luke Whitelock came off the bench last week after um, kind of just being rested. Um, but with the likes of Whitelock, Frizzell, Franklin, Homopo, Coltman, like these guys are just going to come at them all day. Get that hard work done. Coltman must have gotten three or four turnovers last week I was watching. Absolute but, beast. Yes. Yeah. so He's... they are going to be up and in their grill, and uh, they're going to be all over the scrums, lineouts, and the ball, basically. So I, I expect the Landers to keep it tight. I would You know, Coltman owners might see a driving, driving mall try. Hopefully. Um, so... Uh, keep your eyes out on that it, hopefully it's it might be like the time when Nelson had Coltman against me and Coleman got subbed off for HIA Ash Dixon came <laughs> on scored the rolling will roll try and then Coltman came back up that was fantastic <laughs> such a curse <laughs> it is great um, but yeah look I, so I don't think resting Ben Smith will be of an issue either um Initially, I thought, like, you know, either they might put Gatlin into 10, you into 15. But I think more likely, um, I just saw in the article about resting Ben Smith, Josh Mackay, um, who we've talked about, is a bad yeah. mount out fullback. Um, and he's been touted as the replacement in the 15 jersey. Um, I mean, there's a chance that they put him on the wing if there's any other issues in the centres and whatnot. But I would think Mackay at 15. Robbie Thompson, um, back to 13. So he should be returning from injury. He was rested last... Sorry, from injury. He was returning from being well, not rested last week for family reasons not entirely sure yep. what that was about um, so with Bobby T back at 13 expect to see Walden at 12 and then Tompkinson either to the bench or I was thinking if Fatters is, isn't um, any good because even though he looked fine last week you don't know with Fatters at the moment yeah. um, we might see Tompkinson on the wing or we could see Josh McKay on the wing um, but yep. yeah that'll pretty much do the Highlanders I think um, and for the Moondogs uh, so Shota Horia and tamura have uh, have flown in. I'm not sure where they've flown in from because the game is in Japan. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, yeah. That's <coughs> true, maybe
1: flown from somewhere else in Japan, from the international They team. have travelled yeah. domestically, uh, and they're now with the squad, the Sunwall squad in Tokyo. I think and they've got
2: Ubers too. There we go.
0: Done. Yeah. Um, and, um, and so, but we, anyway, I think that's no indication that they're actually going to start because it hasn't been so far this season yeah. with the likes of, you know, them flying Michael Little over to Newcastle to not play in a game. Um you know, so it really doesn't mean anything but they're a chance, so I wouldn't yep. be staking any money on There's still so little information on Michael Little, Jose yeah. Salmaki. I mean we see this little kind of Harry Saw on Instagram, like a little injury squad of them training to the side. Yeah, man,
1: I've been stalking their yeah. Instagram so hard, their stories every day to try and work out what's going on. Can confirm they're at training, but they're all sitting down on the sidelines. So it didn't look good for me. That's it. So Michael <laughs> Little-Owner's just... As watch, a Little-Owner. Just watch Should this space,
0: us. boys. That's all we can say. Mm, yeah, that's <laughs> true. And then the last thing I want to talk about was just Raboni at 12. So, um, look, sure. I mean, I think he played well. He, t- he certainly didn't get as many fantasy points as he would uh, at back row. But um, I think he'd be much better served just being playing in the back row. Yeah,
2: look, my guess is it's a one-week thing because they needed someone to defend that channel. Well,
1: that's um, that's only if Little's uh, not available. No, they've
2: got other options.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, they just keep trying things. But, you know, Jason Emery, I think, has been great. And they they have plenty of centres. Yeah. So I I don't think we'll see that again. I think we'll see him back in the centres. But... um, yeah, all right, just a quick one on this one. I, 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 we will, I think we will have Highlanders to win, yep. um, and I think, I don't think this will be as close as the Hurricanes at all.
2: I, I'm i just going to go with the Sunwolves giving it a bit of a crack because they seem to get close for most of this year. They haven't been flogged much. Yeah,
1: I, I'm, I'm with Nelson. I think it'll be close again. They're a good side this year. Yep. Okay, I just, I don't think it'll be a big comeback. I think it'll be Highlanders from start to finish, but all the right. Sunwolves will keep in it. All right,
2: so the, the next match is with the Kiwi Derby, the Hurricanes versus the Chiefs. Um, injuries that we have already sort of mentioned was Jack Deb, how he was stretched out off, um, which now they're saying could have been a concussion. Um, but he, anything serious has been ruled out. So we're not too sure whether we'll see him or not. Um, people returning, we're going to see Brody Retallick, who was rested last week after having a, a couple different niggles. Mm-hmm. So we, we should see him back. Nathan Harris, um, he had a, a bit of a knee injury in round nine. He was given last week to cover, uh, to, to, recover. Um, and he should be back. Solomon Alamalo was supposed to be good enough for last week, so we should see him back uh, after he pulled up tight with the hammy. Um, and Toby Smith should be back after um, injuring his ankle in round five. Yeah, you can understand
0: with Alamalo the, the not wanting to rush him back, though. Of course. With on, you just they cannot afford to Yeah, us no, us it's
2: fair, fair enough. Mm. Um, so depending on what happens with Debrasini, there... Um, it, that's going to obviously shape that, that outside back. So, if he's not there, we'll probably see Alamalo playing on the wing, um, and your wingers would stay the same. So, Atata Moekiola would get another crack on the wing with Wainui. Um, but if not, if Debrusini is right, there's a chance we see Debrusini as, as a bit more of that kicking option at, at 15, um, and Alamalo comes onto the wing for Moekiola, who would move across to the bench. Mm-hmm um and i
0: think it's we i think we've said last week but uh nana is off um with yeah. the under 20 squad just worth mentioning again yeah
1: I, I don't uh, know that, that he's not off is, like, he's going to be in the he under will 20s be there. because he could be there. billy proctor was also meant to be in that group and right. billy proctor was just on the bench for the hurricanes so they're not in a training camp right now yeah no. okay the the article we sent out was basically just saying that they are in the under 20s not that they're absent yeah um, Tamura Manu he, he actually had a bit of a break
2: and he, he didn't get rested but he was moved to the bench we think he'll likely slot back into that 13 jersey over 22 year old Nankavel, who who looked really good with that opportunity once again mm. um, but yeah I mean I'd be surprised if we see Nankavel get another start two weeks in a row over him Ardi Sevilla, Bowden, and Geordie Barrett will all make their return to the starting 15. Just a couple of small uh, Yeah, in place of Duplessis, Carifi, Fletcher Smith, and uh, my guess is Tia Tia. For Geordie, um, however, Hussein or Proctor could both, uh, both um, miss uh, in place of, of the utility back. Tia has to fight us and all the I was going to yes. gonna say,
1: I agree with you. But every time we've tried to guess this, we've been wrong. Yeah. Uh,
2: again, he's, he's tackling percentage. He, he missed a third of his tackles on the weekend. He, he doesn't seem to be solid enough for me in defense at fullback. So mm. this is a tight match. It's, it's against a Kiwi team. I'm leaning towards that way, but I, I could quite easily be wrong. I just think like you we need to rest. Yeah, He's played a lot of games for them. Yep. Mm. Um, the, the Chiefs have um, thrown over double the offloads throughout the season. They, they like to throw that ball around. They like to keep it alive, um, and they've had uh, 119 actually to the 55 of the, the Hurricanes. So that's that's massive. Um, while the Hurricanes have been penalised 30 times more, which I think is another half on top of what the Chiefs have had. Um, So a few more indiscretions around the field there. Um, But only one try separates them over the 2019 season, and the last time they played, which was back in round five, it was a 23-all draw. So there's not a
1: lot necessarily separating these two teams. Well, there's one obvious thing that separates the two. The table, where they're sitting on the table. No, -Mac. Mac. Yeah? The Chiefs are not the same team without Dmac. No, of course either.
2: they're not. Of course they're not. But the, also, you, you've got to sit there that the Canes... Are, I'm talking about off statistics. they would be like the Reds without Karevi, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or, now, yeah. All of a sudden, they can't beat a single team. <laughs> no. But also, the Canes are at home. So that should be enough for them to get it done anyway. Um, they're not a team that, that generally will, will lose at home. It should potentially be a relatively close one, but yeah, the Chiefs won't have enough without dmac Yeah, I agree. I back you.
1: All right. Toward sharks. This one will be at uh, the new stadium out in Parramatta. There, what's it called? Anyone? Parramatta Stadium. No, it's Parramatta Stadium. It's definitely. Oh not no, so. it's, it's Bank
0: West. That's you. Thank you, Bank we'll West Stadium. Edit out oh, yeah, Just in case stadium. you didn't know where yeah. you were, it's Bank and West. So. Yes, yeah. yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so apparently, that stadium, I think it's they're playing their first game there out there in the NRL tonight. It should be a very good sellout. So, go sold stadium. out. Sold baseball.
0: out game. Yeah.
2: Massive training. Num- like people turning up to watch training yeah. matches there.
0: Because of course, the the Super Rugby will be sold out there as well. Well,
1: now that it's not the S C G Matt, I might go. Yeah, <laughs> that play sucks. Well, we can. Um, anyway, injuries on this one. Joan Skuman from the Sharks got injured last week. Not sure what he did yet. I keep searching his name. Nothing's coming up. I think he's a bit player anyway, so I don't know that. Oh, I do now.
0: actually. He was in a scrum and it, he, he got folded, but his leg is. He's probably gone for the season, so I just remember watching this. He, his leg got caught under the scrum and like uh, the whole thing fell back on him, and he, his knee got completely turned in on an unnatural angle. I would be surprised if he's
1: back.
2: Okay. Yeah. Well, really he get, got destroyed. Yeah. Uh,
1: returning, you got Shambeklavuie is now the uh, reserve prop who uh, should be getting some game time off to, for Keps to have a, a rest. He's, he's been
2: Has playing. Has played with, a few yep.
1: games in a row now and in the Shoot Shield in Sydney here, so I'm expecting him to, him to come back into the frame. Mm. Uh, Tolu Latu was apparently fit now again and and back in for selection. They said that he's worked hard on his fitnesses and he's looking very very good. I hope he's worked hard so, on his lineouts. Yeah, I was going to say and he, not being he, a dickhead. Sound like he's done that the line of uh, Makazole Ma Pimpi uh, was rested last week. We thought he might have been injured when he limped off, but apparently he was just rested. I call bullshit. Uh, Akavanda Merva is back from his three-week ban after having a fight in the field. The yeah. angry water. So I'm really looking forward to Talulatu and Akavanda Merva getting into each other. Could well happen. Taylor Paul um, came uh, came back last week on the bench, so I'm not sure why I had his name there. And who cares about him? And who cares about him? And Lucanio Am. Was also rested as well last time as well for the sharks. So this is going to be coming on the back of a long flight from the sharks after a pretty depressing loss to the Reds. I just Reds.
0: want to say I think Lucanio Arm was a big reason for that loss for them. I think he he's he, he goes unnoticed
1: as a, a big part of the glue in yep. the back line. Mm. I don't know about Unnoticed. I don't think we talk about him much, but I think the Sapphires love him. True, true. Yeah. Anyway, so the the, tar, the Sharks are going to have to try and pull themselves up for this game. They're traveling. They know they've got a big tour ahead of themselves. They've just had a terrible loss. Mm. So they, they have no... They, they shouldn't be low on motivation, but it's a tough ask to fly over after that loss. It, though, in saying that, this is the kind of game the Tars lose. They get a good win. and <laughs> manage to lose to a team they shouldn't lose to. So... Mm. Based yeah. off that, who knows where we're going to end up. Yeah. Uh, probably it's a pretty scrappy game if I, I had to yes. get it. Yeah. 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 Yep. Uh, I expect the Sharks to roll out their big guns. Acker's back at Hooker with Cooney and Beast either side of him. Jean-Luc Dupree and his twin, Dan, in the back row with Philip Mapimpi and Nkosi, and Bosch in the back three. Mm. The giant, Makanio Am, at centre. It's a pretty intimidating side, really. Except for number 10. Yeah, Rob He's He he loves attacking the 10. That's what I want to see him do. Try and run over over Foley and dominate. That's his game, Eddie. He's got to start doing that again. Um, The forward pack for the Tars is unlikely to change other than, like I said, Lato on the bench. Uh, Hannigan still isn't right, I don't think. They've brought him out of this one as well. Um, and then the other thing I was looking at and how this game is going to r- r- unfold is that against the Reds, the Sharks literally did not take up more than 30 metres of the width of the field. Like they just played with zero width, mm, zero excitement, care. especially as the game went on. They just ran out of ideas. So if the Tars can play that same high line speed, I expect the Sharks just to try and do it all through their forwards and really revert back to we, that South African style footy. We know the Tars
2: will have a strong centre defensive pairing now. There's no question oh, about right. what's that's happening right. there anymore.
1: Yeah. Um, in, in other Excellent. news, uh, Curtis Rona should get a start over one of Newsom or Clark. I'm thinking probably Clark to get Bench. Yep. Newsom's been yep. playing pretty well. Yeah. And finally, just released, Israel Falau. His hearing is set for May the 4th. May the 4th be with him. Uh not. Really- so he should know an outcome before kickoff for round 13 based off that. So he won't play until then. Yep. Just drop him if you have him. Just. Yeah, seriously. If you, if
0: you couldn't do it last week, just do just it. Just drop him, Maybell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have him you <laughs> just just make your lineup look good, if anything. No? Yeah. It doesn't have close. Um, all right, that brings us to the Stormers and the Bulls. Um, Stormers playing in Newlands, uh, the once impregnable fortress of Newlands that uh, was impregnated last week by the Reds, <laughs> um, by Krevi and the Reds uh, last week. Um, yeah, Bulls back from a bye and um, also back from just resting a couple of players the kind of two weeks before that. So I expect a full strength Bulls team They have pretty much their entire roster at their disposal um, And they're going to throw everything at this one So uh, in terms of injuries last week Kobus Visa and Sam Morat um, Both had some pretty serious concussions Took some pretty big knocks Yeah, um, And so that's just further testing the locked depths of the Stormers um, They've already quite depleted in that uh, area uh, and Dan Creel took a pretty big shot to the ribs, but um, not to worry because that takes us into returning. And yep. Damien D'Alende, who was rested last week and has been in some fine form Ooh. as of recently, um, will be back. Um,
1: E.W. U. Um, yeah, he's not E.W. It's just e. w. Yep, fair. <laughs> um, he is
0: going to be back and available for selection. He's back from a stress fracture and played in the development side last week. Um, the last couple of years, last year and year before, he was pretty much seen as the preferred 13. Not sure as much this year. Um, I mean, I know he's been injured, but uh, we'll see. Anyway, he could, could slide in there, thereabouts. Um, and his... I think
1: I think they, they had wraps at the start of the season that Ruan Nell would take his spot anyway.
0: Right. Yes, no, okay. So, um, I don't know, maybe the bench, if we see him. Um, yep. Eben Etzebeth, uh, the big man, um, who likes just warming my bench on my fantasy team, um, he might be put back in through necessity. Um, so, as I said, we don't know if he's fit yet, though. Don't know if he's fit yet, so it's going to be a, it's going to have to, you know, have to watch out for articles this week. But um, uh, maybe through, yeah, necessity. As I said, they've got a lot of locks out. Um, and then for the Bulls, we've got Dwayne Vermeulen and Roscoe Speckman. They were both rested in the last time the Bulls played, but otherwise they're all coming back from the bye. So I think this game will be about ninety percent defense and about ten percent penalty goals. Um, that's kind of how oh, I see please, it. Mate, the
1: Bulls are like eighty percent
0: penalty goals. <laughs> um, yeah, that's how I see this playing out. Really, I think, as I said, I expect both teams to run out their strongest packs. Um, and for mine, really, the Bulls have a game plan which is just that test match territory, penalty goals, points whenever they're available. Um, and it's going to be whether the Stormers just try and. Outperform them at that game plan, or whether the Stormers try and take it a bit wider. Um, the Stormers have showed some really impressive expansive footy in patches so far this season, and I think they'll need to. They'll need to actually bury it up and take it to the Bulls. I don't think they can just try and play the same style. The Bulls have just really nailed that down for mine.
1: Yeah, well, they, they have been. Yeah, they have been throwing it around. They could do it. Mm. Um, so yes,
0: uh, as I said, Etzebeth back for the Stormers. Um, They've literally. Uh, sorry, I hope he's back. Um, we can just discuss that. I'm just reading my notes again. Never. Mind. Uh, Not S- Siko Sikubunzo- S- Nochi will be back, I think, or thereabouts. There was articles saying that he was touted to be back, and I think he'll be a big win for the Stormers if he is back. Particularly given Yako Kutsira is out injured for another couple of weeks. I think Augustus is right. Yeah, I think Augustus. I'm pretty sure
1: he's all right. But
0: and um, playing
1: well, he's been good. He's yeah. been
0: good when he's had a crack. No, just that versatility that Noshi brings is mm. really good. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, then for the Bulls, um, just ran it out. Speckman and Dwayne Mullen back, and they'll really want to get into it, I think, after the bye and get through a lot of work. R.G. Snyman has been a real game-changer for them in his first week back, and he's going to play every minute. And then um, Warwick Hlant, um is the only other person who will be interesting to see if he can get stuck into this game and uh, make a difference. So... That's really <clears> it for this one, I think. Look, yeah, the, the Bulls have made 31 to penalty goals this season and kick yep. it at a very high accuracy. Surprisingly, it's 18 to 17 tries so
1: far this year. I mean, this has got to clearly That's be... not a lot. Hmm. No, no, no <laughs> tries each. Yeah. Um, but surely this is just Pollard just kicking to the corner to field position and then kicking at the post. Like they're, they're going to back themselves to steal lineouts all day long and then just kick from anything within 45, 50 metres.
2: Yeah. Pretty
1: much. Black and white, and Stormers are going to have to play like a Kiwi team to win.
0: Yeah. So I reckon there'll be a lot of tackles. If you've got players that make a lot of tackles, they'll get points this game. There you go.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the next one's the Jaguarez. Oh, sorry. Who do we tip to win? Are we backing the Stormers at home? Uh, Stormers we, Stormers. Yeah, the balls are on top of the South African Conference. Stormers are on the bottom. Yeah. So by that logic, Stormers should win. <laughs> I'll back it. Let's let's, go with it.
2: (laughs) So the Haguarra's versus the Brumbies. In terms of injuries, Sam Carter may be missing. We're not too sure what's going on there after he limped off. Um, So stay tuned and and we'll keep you updated. Um, McCaffrey, Man Ray, Pocock, um, all big, pretty influential players are, are going to be missing as they have been sent home to Canberra which sucks because it's pretty cold. I
0: don't even know who the hooker backup is. Oh, it's uh, like Connell McKerny or something. Oh, yeah, he, he, yeah,
2: yeah. In yeah he's, he was good last year when yeah, he's and had his cracks, things right. like that, so yeah. uh, that might not be too bad. Um, people returning, uh, we have Joaquin Diaz-Bonisha. Um, he's a potential to return after tearing his quad in round seven. Um, we have no new y- news um, for Ramiro Moyano after he was sent home in round eight. Um, after he received a shot to the kidney or, or to the back, um, and he yeah he actually went to hospital for that and, and was discharged and sent home there at home now, so he, he could be available. We're not we're not too sure. Uh, the interesting things for me. Yeah, so we've got Benicia returning, Kagi, Benicia mm. or Miotti. Who do you think is going to get the start?
0: I prefer Miotti. Who do I think is going to start? <laughs> Look, not, I would, I would, I would think they might start Miotti. I it's think, been, it's I been, think it's Mioti. has been working with. Yeah, him.
2: look, I, I think it's Miotti, and, and it sounds Benicia like they've on the been. Bench. Mm. Yeah, they've been talking about Miotti to potentially maintain that. He, he's had a couple starts there, and, and he's looked pretty good. So it'll be interesting. I, I think you've got to give him that other crack, and, and Benicia has to work his way back in for me. Um, another interesting one is Creepy. So. Uh, he's had two games now off the bench after returning from his injury. Do we see Montoya move to the bench and Crevy come into the starting side? Um, what do you think, Harry?
1: Uh, yeah, I I got to think that Creivy's going to be You've got to think he's still starts. clearly their first choice and yep. he's actually been playing quite well. I thought better than last year as well, so. and he's, Yeah, and he's had yeah. an, an, another week back rest. They, they, yeah, week off last
2: week.
0: They, obviously they've always load shared, but they've given a, you know a solid amount of load sharing, so I think it's time for him to be back on the saddle.
2: Yeah, well, he he's been good. This is the fourth week he's been good realistically, so yeah, I mean we we should see him back in. Yeah. Uh, for me uh, a super sort of interesting Thing and how this is playing out is Jerome Brown, who he was actually pulled into the squad for, for an injury. Mm. Um, I can't think off the top of my head who that was as, as a short term contract. It like no, Balletini? not Valentini, it was it was pre season. Nah, it
1: was the guy that did his ACL the long, with the long hair. Oh, yep. ben Hine. Yeah. Yes, that's it. Hein.
2: Um, so, foreman, yeah, he's a former New Zealand under 20s. Uh, Representative Jerome Brown. He was thrust into the lineup this week with so many people missing. Uh, we already knew Valentini was out, but Poe and McCaffrey both could have been available, and, and they both missed it. So he was
1: he was pulled into that spot. Pete squad. had gone missing the last month. Yeah, on the field as well. <laughs> yeah, definitely yeah. the whole season.
0: You got dropped from your team. Um,
1: and yes, yeah, so, and he walked away with the
2: man of the match. Yeah, it's um, was amazing. Yeah, and mainly off his defence. It was a defensive matchup,
1: basically, for the for the Brumbies. That's what got him over the line. Did you watch his interview post game? No. They, they interviewed him. And he was just having a laugh, mate. He was having the best time ever. It was great. <laughs> yeah. So you go back and watch it. He, he should get a
2: start uh, with Tom Cusack and Pete Samu, who, realistically, that's a pretty good looking back row. Whether they perform that way, it, it's hard to tell with Samu being pretty junk at the moment. Not Cusack good, not being his best.
0: Not a good fantasy looking
2: back row, I tell you that much. No. No. I mean, Samu last year was definitely. Big, God. mate. Big last year. Um, for me, I think uh, Tom Wright, he, he'll probably start in that 12 jersey again. And Hawera uh, and Muirhead will probably be in the, the 22 and 23 jerseys in, in that match day squad. I'd still love to see Jordan Jackson Hope get a crack, but it doesn't look like he's going to unless there's an earthquake. Is he injured or something? Like nah, he's not even seriously. getting a name
1: in the squad anymore. I know. It's like he's
2: falling further behind. Uh, yes. The, the, the hags are hard to beat at home in Argentina. However, they've, uh, they've been fitting into that South African conference pretty well, being shit one week, good the next. Um, so yeah, and,
0: and often shit at, shit at home and really good at Yeah, at the trail. moment They're they just won are. just two games away. So yeah, yeah, and
2: they've yeah. lost a couple at home this year. Mm. But I'm le- leaning towards them to get the win um, after their rest last week. They should be fresh and ready to go. Um, however, I do think it's going to be a relatively close one. Um, but I think there's a lot of experience
1: missing for the Brumbies in Why that back this row. Why a
0: coin toss, this one? I can't pick. It's going to be close. Yeah. It's
2: got to be close.
1: Yeah. I, I get a feeling that over there, the Hags will win. They've been going pretty well. They're on a bit of a roll. Yeah.
0: Just depends how much stake yeah. that, that front row of the Brumbies get, you know what I mean? If, but that, if Alan and Falau get some good Argentinian steak, then, then uh, yeah. it'll be motivating. motivating.
2: Yeah, pretty much stake. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Excellent. Um, well, that's it. That's, uh, that's all the games previewed for round 11. Um, looking forward to for that so after our main course it is
2: time for nice you nailed
1: that for the first time this year it's
2: been a long time he did except it wasn't on the speakers so it was really quiet yeah, it yeah on all,
1: the speakers because yeah, last time it was so loud that i thought i was going deaf and i wasn't even cool. listening on the pod fair
2: call cool. yeah, he really didn't cool. nail it he always gets something wrong he else. still has not it. i chose not to actually what's there it? looking at us
1: yeah, it's, it's more Look, for effect. I don't ha- buy it. You had one job, mate. Yeah, right. um, I don't buy it. So
0: for dessert this week, as uh, mentioned um, earlier, what we're going to do is we're going to qu- quickly, we're going to try and quickly um, go through each position and say from this point toward uh, in round 11 to the end of the season, who do we think will be the top two players, so the best two players, high score, um, and who are two players so, to watch that are rising for this half of the season?
2: You said we're going to do it quickly. Hopefully we do it quicker than you explained that.
0: Yeah let's just get stuck into it um, alright so props naturally I'm starting with that one um, I think the best two props for the rest of the season will be and you might say they're easy to pick because they're up there on the averages but Stephen Kitsoff um, his leadership role he's just playing a huge role in that Stormers side um, and it just it sees him playing big minutes you know they don't have uh, in the tight head they've got two spring box in mm-hmm. Franz Malheber and Wuko Lowe Wilco Lowe yet to really fire this season but Kitshoff is just so vital, that Stormer's team. Just yep. his carries and his leadership, like I said.
1: So you're, you're saying Kitshoff over HJH? I am. I am. Um,
0: well, H.J. is going for a, down. For a reason yeah. I'll get to. Um, sure, in a minute. And Lizzo Guboka. Um, he has absolutely mm-hmm. been killing it. Um, he's probably probably going to be the third loose head for the box, I'd say, um, that they take to the Rugby World Cup, uh, behind Stephen Kitsoff and Beast. He has just been unstoppable good blocker. He's been um, pretty awesome. Yeah. Just, he has. He's he's not even getting his points from making that many tackles. He's actually just making a hell of a lot of runs, line breaks and tackle busts. So, yep. That one try as well. Exactly. Um, so look, for mine, those are the two. I can't see them really being robbed of minutes. I think they're going to keep playing short of getting injured. I can't see them being toppled. Yep. Um, and then so for rising two, um, one of the reasons I didn't pick HJH, and this could be a smoky. I was deciding whether or not to keep this information to myself this entire uh Week. I was thinking, possibly of picking him up last week, but Tommy Robertson, the Waratahs and Wallabies crop. Um, there was a video last week where they were interviewing Nick Phipps um, about the entire Israel Folau saga that dominated the rugby media sphere last week. And they had all the Waratahs training in the background, and Tom Robertson was there into everything and looked fine, as well, far as I'm everything? concerned. What's everything? As in, he was doing the full contact training, um, and he was, he was running, he looked... Fine to me. So it,
1: it could be a month
0: out. Could 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 well be. I just thought at he, best. He's a, there's at, n- at worst. At, so
1: he, he's expected back in two to four weeks anyway. I know. We'll have to do. We'll have to, we'll, time to, time. we'll have to see yeah. if we
0: can get some um, to, an inside scoop on it. Being New South Welshman here, but I just thought it's a smoky he could come back. And the reason we talk about him is because he was the second top prop of 2018. And um, yep. he, he was a guy who just every game didn't make mistakes, didn't get cards, made tackles. He was good. So that's one person, I think, who might come up. And what does that do to HJH? That brings him back down to the bench less points. Come on, mate. Get on with it. Wait, this, Second it... rising player, Harry Hooper. We've talked about him. I just think no one's locked down that number one jersey. Um, obviously, Fiora Fautouaika is coming back. And there's J.P. Smith. But no one locked it down, kind of how James Slipper had. And I think even though he's 20 and a real young gun, we might see him have a few more starts because he looked really good when he was playing up against time. That's Ustizer.
2: a big,
1: smoky pick. That's a big, smoky pick-up. So there you go.
2: Yeah, but he's saying rising. He's rising from pretty low. Put it this way.
1: I, I would not be picking him up right now. I have him, Excellent. and it, it was good for anyway. me with that, let's get to hookers. Harry knows all about oh, hookers. Oh, me? Yes, I do. <laughs> Who's your favourite hooker, well, Harry? I've already told you. You know what I mean. Uh, no, you, I've already told Bruce? you who my first pick hooker is. It's Cody Taylor. The Crusaders have got the fourth easiest run home, and they're easily the best team. Uh, he's no, got the know. best points per minute, which we've already discussed, which is just outrageously high. Um, second, second is best, yeah. No, the best points per minute For ah, hookers Yeah, yeah, yeah. Severis doesn't play at hookers I know he's good But not that he, good He likes hookers Does he? Um, okay And uh, and then the other obvious one Is Malcolm Allegedly. Marks And I was <laughs> I was, I was going to put in Some big minutes <laughs> not, uh, Some big info On why Malcolm Marks Is going to be the other top Then I just thought If I just say He's Malcolm Marks I figure yeah. that pretty much Rounds it off Yeah, it's right. fair. I think that's fair Definitely fair mm. The two rising ones, now there's one that I think everyone would name and there's one that I've been naming for two weeks but no one's been listening to me so I'll put him in there. Number one, I've got to say Dane Coles. If he gets fit, back in 2016 when he played the whole season, he had a 56 average which was... So far ahead. He was nine points ahead of Creavy on averages, who was second. Hit. And
0: that means he was playing all the games. It's not like he only played
1: three or four games. All the games. Riccatelli wasn't there to take game time off him. So, yeah. you know, that's on the sideline there a little bit as well. But huge points, and we know how good he can be. And then 2017, he played four games and had the third highest average as well there as well. So he he could be very, very good if he comes up. Mm. And I'd be clamoring for him now if you can because very soon people are not going to want to get rid of him. The other one is Bongi Umbanambi, who is the obvious second-choice South African hooker. Um, he has started most of the games this season. Until Beny has had maybe three or four starts, so it does take a bit of game time off him. But when he started, he has now about a 49-point average for the season as a starter, which is just... Massive. I think Malcolm Marks is on fifty-one for the season, so yep. he's actually right up there as the best hooker in the game when he's actually playing. Which is the vast majority of weeks. He got another fifty, I think, this week as well. So just reliably, very, very good, mm. and doesn't score rolling more tries for that as well. So their work rate points as well.
2: Yeah, look, his last five weeks, he has he's been really solid, except for that round eight nine pointer. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's right.
1: <clears throat> when you know, you do know that in that one he didn't start, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, good.
2: So for the locks, the best two <laughs> locks... I don't know why you're laughing. The best two locks, I mean, it's pretty clear for me. Peter Steph Dutoit, Um he's been running around at blindside. Would you say he's he's got that top spot
0: on
2: lock? <laughs> nice. Um, I'm not going to give you any more than that, right, are He has warmed up pretty well into this season. Uh, mm. After the first few rounds, he, he was scoring in the 20s, which is really just out of character for him. Um, but he's three-round average... Is 43 points at the moment. He is bloody good. He does everything around the paddock. Uh, And boy, does that number seven jersey, that blindside flanker jersey in South Africa, look good on him. Mm -hmm. Um, The other one for me, again, it's probably no big surprise. Tommy Big Sauce Robinson. Big Big Sauce! He's just hard to go past. I mean, excuse me about making a a bit of a joke about his hair colour, but he he is absolutely on fire at the moment. Uh, He's leading the pack with 35.9 points a week. He is just making line breaks, making tackles. He's doing everything he needs to do. Um, And he he does work hard off the ball and in rucks and mauls and things as well. He's stuck into everything. He really does. Mm.
1: Tries, For me, yeah.
2: the rising two. Matt Phillip, he's been a workhorse whenever he's been on the field. Um, he's he's carried on pretty well from the last few years. Um, he's moved in and out of the starting side over the last month, month and a half, uh, with the Melbourne locks being rotated and rested. Uh, if he starts to get that consistency in terms of his starts back, I think we'll, we'll see him scoring pretty which, high again. Which he probably will. He will, out. he should be. He's, he's the top 2 yep. to six. Yep. That's not why he's been rested. It's um, uh, Haylet Petty, things like that coming in. It's It's, been a few different rotations. rotations. He's only been behind Haylet Petty. He hasn't been behind Jones. Um, But, yeah, I mean, he's had a few scores, 59 and 44... Um, which were his first two scores of the year. They were massive. So if he gets that consistency, we should see that back. RG Snyman, he's only had one match this year in round nine before the Bulls round 10 by. He showed us that aggression that that we all know and love. Um, there's photos of him taking on 10 wallabies, and, and that's just who this guy is. Um, he, he got 69 points that week. I don't expect him to get that week in, week out, but he is a monster on the paddock, uh, and he's this a great guy to have on your side. He's
0: the offload king. He as is. Well so many points coming that way excellent alright that brings us to the back row and uh, in the similar vein to Malcolm Marks um, I'm going to go with uh, and this is not very exciting but for the end of the season I think that the top two top of the log will be those two the top of the log right now Artie Sevilla um, and Shannon Frizzell so the reason for that, Artie Sevilla, kind of like Marx, I think you just say he's Artie Sevilla. Um, he's he's <laughs> he twenty he's, he's twenty five years old, and I'd say basically in his physical peak condition. He's um, ridiculous, right? Um, you know, right? he yeah. has the pace of a winger. He can outmuscle he can muscle with anyone you want. Um,
2: you can easily put him in the centres. Absolutely. So
0: I can't see I can't see him being knocked off the top of that log. Um, and similarly, Shannon Frizell. Um, the only challenge I've ever seen to Shannon has been. That of game time um, with a pretty stacked back row in the Highlanders, but with no Liam Squire, he's going to be playing every week. And you reckon
1: over this is the other one I would have thought, Pablo Matera. He's got a 10 point higher average over the last three and a 17 higher average per game over the last five. You reckon Frizzell will come good? I do. I think um, I think that Pablo's going to have to get some rest. Uh, he's had one or two already. I'm sure he's, on two. he's, I he's had one. He's definitely had one. I think he's had and one. And then a the second one he came off the bench.
0: Okay, well, we'll see. I mainly just didn't no. pick Pablo because he's in Harry's team, so I don't want to give any positive <laughs> juju to him. Um, no, um, no I, even with Pablo, as good as Pablo and consistent as he is, I just think the Shannon Frizzell machine is... is with with game time, A I lot think he's going to get better. I would know?
2: prefer him in my side. Exactly. He, he's so to go one, by one of the most exciting
0: yeah. players to watch each week, and some, he's playing how I wish Akira was. Let's not get onto that. Um, <laughs> rising 2, JLDP, John Love Dupreeze. Nelson will be very happy that I'm saying that. For the obvious reason, he he killed it last year. And look, you know, he was in the spring box. He's the first pick, Dupree, if you will. Um, And (laughs) I just think he's just going to get better and better. Uh, And then also, Quagga Smith, Um, whilst he didn't light it up this week with a big fantasy score, yes, both of those two rising players and Nelsons. Um, uh, Whilst he didn't light it up, uh, God, he looked good. He he just got stuck into everything, everywhere on the field. Yeah, Uh, and that's just out and out work rate he pops up whenever uh, his supporting lines are amazing Yeah, I think he'll, he'll come good
2: absolute beast
1: for sure mm.
0: both very very good yeah.
1: scrum scrumhouse best two uh, TJ Perinara has actually just jumped into first place off the back of his huge score of fantasy man of the match week this week uh, I think he'll actually stay there. I reckon, you know, I, I think Will Genny is probably the favourite for it, but DJ Perinara, I reckon he's going to go big from here. He's got the highest average on 42.1 now. Uh, his three-round average is 59, Could which is first, and his five-round average is 46.4, that's which scary. is second. Points per minute are 0.6 as well, which is just super, super high. Mm. Crazy. Um, second place for that as well. The other one that I think is going to be your second best value, and Nelson will like this one too, is Tate McDermott, who seems to have that first choice jersey. I mean, the only question mark is if they decide to give Serovi another crack. But most likely, I think he's just the going to be building time. I think this, that playing, job's done. The way he's
0: playing, you can't you tell. Can't I agree. Yeah, he's too
1: good at the right. I agree. So he's currently ranked third overall on 356 Three-round average is 48.7, so third behind Genya. And uh, five-round average is 47.2, which is first. Mm. So he's been very good. Points per minute is 0.75. Second place was 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 TJ Perinara, 0.6. So he's scoring that much higher when he's starting, and he's starting what looks like every week, so he's my my second big one for the rest of the season. Wow. Um, the other then the other big names that are obvious that you should be looking out for are Gennaro and Weber and that kind of thing. But I don't think they're rising. I think they're good, mm-hmm. and they'll probably stay good. I think Herschel Yanchis is a big one. Um, he looks to have consistent minutes. Again, the only risk is. If uh, I think when he comes back in the next couple of weeks can steal some minutes off him, but I don't don't think he will. He's, he's pretty sure old.
0: Not, not back, ready to go. Is it just not being selected?
1: No, no. He's within he's one or two weeks. He'll okay. be back. Yeah. Right. So um, he could take some minutes, but he's. I, I thought he him starting. We said at the start of the season was more because they had no one that was really putting a yeah. hand up for that jersey. Mm. So I think Yanchis will, will probably hold the nine jersey for the rest of the season. he's Definitely put his hand up for it. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, average. He's got thirty one point two, which is <laughs> yeah. fifth. But that's been dragged down for the fact that he started on the bench at the start of the season. Points per minute is 0.59, so 0.01 behind TJ Perinara and a three-round average of 37.7 as well, so a very good player. And I just realised I didn't put a second one in there. So off the top of my head, I'm going to say... I have no idea. Settles Rising? Jamie all? Booth. No, I don't think Jamie Booth's going to get enough time, so I don't know, I'm panicking. All right, just, let's just stop no, past because you're I, taking too
2: long. Aaron Smith, he's You're just good come back. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron Smith, he's his red Yeah,
1: yeah right. it's,
2: that's fair. <laughs> so fly halves, the best two. Richie Moe, he's <laughs> oh, really starting oh. to hit his straps again. And, uh, I mean, he's playing for the Crusaders. There's no better team to be playing in. He, he was top of the log in 2018 with 54.3 point average. Uh, the next highest was 42.2. That is 12.1, so Yeah, no, I know you're, you're struggling with your maths. I believe you guys are big on value-based drafting. Yeah, yeah that is big. Um, his 2019 season average is 38.4. His three-round is 55. So that's him hitting that form again as, as he was last year, about to where he was throughout the, the season in 2018. He's, he started
1: very slowly as well. Yeah,
2: so he's coming good. Yeah. He's hitting those but straps. he started running the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bodie Barrett, he's got a 41.7 average. Again, who else? The two Kiwi tens there. Uh, he, he's had more than his uh, required rests for the season now, so we may see him basically play it throughout the season, mm. depending on where their their remaining buy is. Um, I can answer
1: that. Yeah, for you, yeah, so I can't see anyone overtaking Richie. Got a buy in round fifteen, so four games in a row now, and then a stretch. Of so three we we
2: may see him play out the season, play every
1: game. Yeah, well, he had around now nine bye, so it's only a stretch of five games yep. in a row. So yeah, you can do that. He'll yep. play it out.
2: Mm. Um, his his two thousand average was two thousand eighteen average was thirty three point one. Um, in, in, in the rising I just, two, yes. I just
0: want to say I think a name we wanted to see here was probably Damien Vilemsi. Yeah, um, and it is very disappointing. Well,
2: if you shut your mouth, you'll hear him. No. Domingo <laughs> Miotti <laughs> no, is the first of the think. rising two. He is a, 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 <laughs> he's right, got a got potential starting <laughs> ten for the Haguares, Even with uh, Bonisha returning from injury, the twenty two year old is a talented young fly half. Um, and the more experience you get there at this level, I think we're, we're going to see him rise and, and take his chance more. Yeah. Um, I've just realised,
1: man, I can't believe you picked him over Joshuani.
2: Yeah, okay. Yeah, and at, least I, at least I picked two. Um, Damien <laughs> Valencia, <Yeah>. being shifted <laughs> into that fullback role, he's, he's someone as well. He's built for fantasy. Um, since moving back into the starting side, he's, he's been scoring in the 30s each week. And he is a hog, which is fantasy gold, boy. That's yeah, what yeah, you he, want. Yeah. Um, and now that 15 jersey is going to get a lot of a lot of ball and, and he will not likely kick or, or pass in that return. He wants to run it back into yeah, it. We
0: all want to see him at 10. And uh, yeah. as much as they, they're now probably not going to drop John Luke to Plessy, uh they seem like they're happy to start standard there at 10, which is a little bit disappointing. I mean, standard is great,
1: but we all want to see Valencia at 10. The sad thing is Valencia third choice kicker. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right, that brings us to centres. Best two, this is the easiest job there is, Samu Karevi. Is going to be top of the log come the end of the 2019 season. Uh, short
1: of death, I can't really see... We don't um, care... Hold on. What just to eight? clarify, we don't care who's there at the end of the season. It's who's going to get the most points for the rest of the season. I don't care what we're looking at. Sam is going to talk it uh, regarding to... As long, as long as you just know what we're talking about. That's Excellent. All. That's good. Um, he struggles. Yep. He
0: he is basically the Reds' team, and uh, some of those stats that Nelson put up, like... uh um, You know... Uh, Te- well, actually, we're going to talk about teams that have the most tackle busts. I think it would actually be you know the fifteen teams, and then Karevi is his own team, really. So I don't know if
2: he to, would, there'd be fifteen teams above him. No, then some we'll of the be, South African teams would probably be I below. Karevi has more tackle busts. <laughs> well, he's than got more the than the, the Reds. There's one yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he has more than the Reds.
1: Excluding him. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. But yeah, anyway, we seventy-three three-round average. Insane. Huge ball.
0: No, need say no more. That's yeah. it. Um, and then secondly, Anton Leonard-Brown. Now, um, my boy, basically, just consistency, really. Um, even though uh, he's in a much worse Chiefs side that has now lost D-Mac, um, he I mean, still just gets through mounds of work. He'll, you he'll
2: know? take it upon his own shoulders.
0: He does. So, uh, I mean, he was second top last year with an average of 51 or something. Oh, no, sorry, I'm just under 50. I think it was 48. Um, and I think... You know, with DMAC, he's going to try and show a lot more of that load himself again. We saw in the first couple of weeks when there was no DMAC, he just did everything. Um, and I think, yeah, the key is consistency. So I think we'll see him at the top.
2: He, his average was 50.8.
0: Yeah. Perfect. Um, rising two. Um, so first I want to talk about Michael Little. Um, so Michael Little was the top um, centre last year. With an average of 51.3. Yeah. Um, and look, I mean, he's the co-captain of the Sunwolves. If he actually ever recovers from this ongoing concussion and takes the field, then he's going to do nothing but go well. Um, <laughs> he's definitely not going to do nothing.
1: It's been a lot of weeks for a concussion. These are the ones that tend to just disappear until like a 12-month thing, don't they? Absolutely. Talk- I'm worried. I'm, I'm very worried. He's in a
0: very similar vein yeah. to Anton Leonard-Brown. Anton gets through a lot of work. Michael Well. Uh, Michael Little gets through a lot of... Son of Walt Little. Sorry, I haven't mentioned it yet. Um, he, he just is really is that glue. He really enables the Sun walls to play heaps better. Um, so him, and then, look, my other rising centre, DDA. Um, partially because he's in my fantasy team you now. They traded him with Harry. But um, also, Stormers have a lot of home games left. 45.3 was his last three-round average. And I just think he's really going to... Um, bring it home Strong
1: this season. You hope. Yeah. Uh, outside backs to finish. So the best two uh, are gone. <laughs> Israel Lau and Damian McKenzie, in my what? opinion. So that leaves us with two blues outside backs. Rico Uwane, first would, of all. Who would have thunk it? Has mm. been in an awesome vein of form. 58 for his last five-round average. Should be said, 41 for his last three. So has come back to the back a little bit, but... Either way, I think he's probably got the most points in him for the rest of the season. And Milani Nanai, fourth on averages overall, 48.2. Also has a fifty a five-round average of 51.2, which is just huge. Goes looking for work, consistently finds ways to score, even when the outside backs are actually pretty quiet. Unless so they I, just
0: randomly bring back Michael Collins ahead of him every week. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> I, 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 I
1: genuinely don't believe that's an option for them anymore. I, I, think that's I genuinely long. don't
0: care who has a fantasy. If they do that, I'll be very upset.
1: Yeah, no, he's so good to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to say George Bridge for a riser because he's only played four games, but I don't think that's really a rising player. I think he, he was good for his four games as well. Mm. So instead I'm going to go with Solomon Alamalo, boy, awesome. currently ranked 28th on 30.5 average for the games. Uh, he was third in 2018 with a 51 average. So, you know, he's got the back the fullback jersey back with Damian McKenzie gone, so I expect that to be massive. And then the other one is Emiliano Buffeli or Boffesci, if you like to call him, because, I mean, everyone's an esh sound, apparently. <laughs> now, he's currently ranked 40th on outside backs. Wow. With a 23.3 average. But if you look a little bit deeper, first of all, I should say, sorry, he's four, he was 14th in 2018, so that's why I think he's going to come up. But if you look a bit deeper, his scores for his, 30, his average is two, eight. 34 and 49. So he's two and his eight were when he got injured. So he's actually got a 34 and 49 from his last two starts where he's actually been fit and healthy. So I actually think he's going to run on with it and, and average well over 30 for the rest of the season. I, this is, I, I hope. This
0: isn't, this isn't a bit of wishful thinking like me and DDA, mate. He's not in
1: your fancy. Quite team. possible. No, no, <laughs> genuinely, I do believe that he'll be, he'll no, be I'm right. With I'm with right. right. you, I do as well. Yeah. I like Steve. Though. Yeah. That about wraps it up, mate. Any any last words? Uh, Anything? No. Stay
2: slutty. I'm gonna get in before you steal it, guy. Well done. No, I think that's us. Yep. Till next week. Cool. See you Stay next out. week.